This is episode 345 for December 2014, and this episode is sponsored by Thwip Studios. They're a fan-made YouTube channel dedicated to adapting Spider-Man comics for the fans. And you can see Spidey as you've never seen him before, brought to life straight from the comic book. And they bring comics to life with motion comic animations and also professional voice acting, if you can call myself professional. Uh, they also have uh, fan-favorite stories that they've adapted, Craven's Last Hunt, Marvel Knights, and this month, uh, they're adapting one of my favorites. I was very happy to be a part of it. When Cometh the Commuter. That's from Amazing Spider-Man number 267. And Spidey follows a crook into the suburbs, and there's no buildings to swing from. And it's a very fun story. And my wife and my daughter and myself uh, provided the voices for that one. So check that one out. Also, they have uh, the original Spider-Man 2099 saga that they're going to be adapting. And many, many more to come. And every two weeks, a new episode is posted up on their YouTube channel, and they'd like you to subscribe to it. All you have to do is log on to YouTube and go to your address bar and type in youtube.com slash user slash Thwip Studios, T-H-W-I-P-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Subscribe to them and check out these awesome videos. If you're a Spider-Man fan, and you probably are if you're listening to this show, check them out and subscribe. On with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our December Spider News Show. Let me introduce who we've got on the panel. JR, welcome, JR. Yeah, Merry Christmas and all that bullshit, everyone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Had that, nothing says happy birthday, baby Jesus, quiet like JR. <laughs> so, JR, you got your Christmas shopping done? I haven't even started. <laughs> none, of those, none of those people I live with deserve anything anyway. They oh. should be getting me stuff. Well, anything you'd like for Christmas, JR. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like them to leave me alone. <laughs> well, let's wrap it. All right. Uh, what's going on, George? How are you, sir? Oh, uh, I'm pretty good. You know what, Jomo? I missed my calling in life. What, what was your calling, sir? I was at, uh, I was at the 7-Eleven today okay. getting some beverages, getting ready uh, for tonight and, and, and whatnot. All and right. uh, I saw a bag of Funyuns. Are you familiar with this product? Do you Ooh, know what the Funyuns I, are? I, I enjoy the Funyuns, sir. So I saw a bag of Funyuns. And I thought, right. you know, it's been a long time since I've had some Funyuns. And yeah, I would like some fun. And then it hit me. <laughs> then it hit me. Like like lightning struck my head, Brad. Boom. Suddenly my inner my inner Don Draper kicks in okay. and I'm like, you know what this package needs? It's a big star on it, you know, like in the corner or something, or something up by the price that says, Now with more fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Okay. I should have been an ad man. I guess so. Because I, I got a billion of these. They're always coming to me, Brad. Now with more, you don't think in the what fifty year history Funyuns has ever had that slogan? Apparently before? not. <laughs> apparently not. You know, Funyuns is apparently Funyuns has been like, well, you know what? Uh, the yellow bag works for us, and it's worked this way for <laughs> oh, you know, uh, one hundred and fifty years or however long we've been in operation. So, um, so why don't we just go with what works? <laughs> That's the weirdest bag of chips story I've ever heard. It's all that and a bag of chips. Hey, all that oh. in the package. hi And we have Mike still in there. What's going on, Mike? Well, having seen the trailer for the uh, Terminator Genesis one too many times in order to make sense of it, um, right. I now have Jetta's cover of I Love to Change the World stuck in my head. So, oh, that's a good It's a good song. Jet, but what? Tying, tying it into Spider-Man. Jet was on the, uh, I think, Spider-Man 2 soundtrack, possibly. Oh, was she? Yeah. Hmm. I think she was. I, I, I remember getting that back when we bought CDs. Remember that? Okay. Back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Also, I am happy to introduce our newest panelist, Ashley. What's going on, Ashley? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. A little nervous, yeah. but hey, you know, got to work out the... Well, uh... well you, you have to follow a bag of chips story, so it's not that hard. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> well, let, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit, let the listeners get to know you a little bit. Let, sure. Tell me uh, a little bit your, your age and where you're from, stuff like that. Okay. So I take it I'm the youngest person here, yay, Um, 23 years old. I'm from Georgia, so adding a new state onto the little map of Spider-Man crawl space, yay. Um, Uh, Talk about your love of Spider-Man. How would you start uh, reading? Oh, man, back in high school, my boyfriend got me reading it. I was a fan of the movies, you know, when they came out, and I liked it. So I was very open to, you know, learning more and reading more. And I first started by reading the uh, the spin-off, the Spider-Man Noir series. So that was my very first uh, cool. so comic. Noir was your fir- first yes. uh, intro. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Cool, cool. So you are the girlfriend that uh, was introduced to comic books. You're a rarity. <laughs> I guess so. And then it just really it's spun so- off from there. <laughs> That's cool. So you read Noir, and wh- where else did you go? Um, I went from Ultimate after that, and I sped through all of that, read all of that in about a week. And Well, it's decompressed. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only 100 issues compared to, what, it was like 600 issues back then. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Much easier. But uh, So... So the the movies do you you like Toby you like uh, Andrew or oh, what's your favorite Spider movie? Oh man, um, <laughs> I used to like the Sam Raimi ones, but then when I started reading the comics, I can't watch them anymore. It's not that I don't dislike them; it's just like it's not Spider Man. It's not right. It's like what is this? Yeah. Um, the the new movies, you know, I'm I'm liking them, but they just kind of they they they're kind of bland. I would say. Yeah. So. What do you think of the latest one, with Electro and and uh, Goblin Junior? <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it a lot more than um, I think other people did, but I was I was more forgiving. I think just the the stupid parts, I just I I, I blocked them out. So all the stuff yeah. with uh, Goblin Junior and Harry and just all the the plot holes and disconnects there. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm I was, sorry, Ashley. Just this isn't going to work out. <laughs> Hey. George, you're breaking up with her, which you just started. Uh, what the hell? It, it was, your ba- you're crying in your funyuns. It was a good, was a good run. You know, you, you have, you have, you have, you have, uh, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go now. Nice meeting you guys. <laughs> Shortest panelist ever. Yeah. <laughs> how did talk about the crawl, crawl space? How how did you find the site, or how long you've been visiting stuff like that? Um, for crawl space, uh, I have to attribute no. this one to the boyfriend again. Sorry, I'm riding his coattails, but um, I've looked through some of their views and just some of the news, um, just stuff that he's pointed out to me and found interesting. You know, we talk about it together. Um, so fairly recently. Fairly or? recently, yes. Okay. Cool. Is he on the? Is he on our message boards? I don't know. Do you know? Find <laughs> out if like. He, <laughs> well, I mean, no. I'm just like, if he comes to the site, he could be somebody who like I've talked to for years and years, and I'm like, oh my god, it's that guy. I don't oh. think he. I don't think he posts very much. He's he's more okay. of a lurker. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, we are very happy to have you on the show. We're very happy to have a female voice on. We're we're breaking up the 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 boys club. So I'm happy that we're doing that. Uh, so welcome aboard. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right. Now we're going to do something that we usually do in our first recording of the month. We're going to read iTunes reviews about how people hate us. All right. Uh, 
Actually, actually uh, no, we've got two. Uh, one really, really nice one takes us to task a little bit, but was okay. But they all love JR. That, that's what you'll soon find out. Blah, 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 blah. Hate Brad, hate I, I swear. <laughs> you know, Spedinger could murder somebody live on TV, and they'll still yell at me. <laughs> That's because I do it so charmingly, George. It's all in the delivery. <laughs> oh God! Uh, he's the UPS of Spider-Man. All right, okay, we have. I gotta go what? get my boots on. Hang on. I... Are you get more funyuns. Oh, no, there's too much BS in here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, our first. We have two uh, new iTunes reviews that were posted in November. Uh, this first one is from Will Wage. Uh, he gives us five out of five stars. Listen up, webheads, is his subject title. And he goes, and, and he, uh, the review goes, quote, From the good to the bad, the Spider Crew reviews everything Spider-related with honest opinions and the most accurate facts on hand. Even if the current comics are unbearable, these brave souls cover the best and the worst with great humor and years of Spider fandom. Look no further for the best Spider knowledge podcasting can provide. By the way, thank you everyone at the Crawl Space for the many hours of entertainment. Keep on Spider-Manning. There you go. Keep calm and Stegron. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we also have another one from Irredeemable Ant-Man. He gives us four out of five stars. Uh, The subject title is Flawed but Solid. Uh, Quote, let me preface this by saying that I understand why this podcast may not be everyone's cup of tea. The guys who put their time and efforts into this sound like your dad's knuckle-headed friends. (laughs) Wow. Yucking it up over inside jokes and stories that don't seem to have endings. How them Funyuns, George? (laughs) The Funyun story had an ending, for God's sake. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I guess it did. Okay, there you go. It was short and nice. It was... was, and it was circular. It was funny right. because it was brief. <laughs> Off my ass. <laughs> uh, they do have a tendency to make occasional unapologetic crass jokes about sex and gender that are pretty backwards and embarrassing. This is why we brought a gal on. <laughs> uh, no, they might be disappointed. I'm sorry. Oh, well, damn, there goes that idea. Sorry. <laughs> uh, she's going to be just as crass with us, evidently. You have to go get it. another girl. <laughs> they remind me of things my grandfather would crack just to elicit a room of groans. Whew. This was even addressed in a recent episode during a segment where they discuss reviews like these and the topic of gender jokes comes up. And then one of the guys cracked a joke about a transgendered people just a few minutes after. It was met with a jovial round of, I can't believe you went there, chuckles. That was probably me. It- all right. It never gets outright mean like family guy humor, but it sometimes approaches that bubble. That's that's kind of the atmosphere you're getting with this. Ouch. But these guys, I know. But he's still getting family guy, five. man. No. He's talking about you backwards, oh geezers. <laughs> you're the oldest one here, you bastard. Yeah, All right, anyway. <laughs> Methuselah. <laughs> but the youngest at heart, obviously. <laughs> Fairy tales can come true. But these guys aren't bad guys. Oh, okay. All right. And it's a little yeah. unfortunate we're, to see we're review. Just, we're just old and juvenile. That's pretty much right? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Guys aren't bad guys. And it's a little unfortunate to see review after review on here discussing how negative they are when it comes to Spider-Man and the world around them. Despite the misgivings listed above, and brother, there was a lot. I added that last part. The group is actually pretty positive. Oh, okay. And wants to see new comics succeed and be entertaining. It's hard to really pinpoint that, despite the misgivings listed above. 
the group is well. Hell, I just repeated myself. Hold on, this is long. It's hard to review. Hard to really pinpoint that if you're a new or casual listener, it may seem like some of these guys want to gnaw over everything they see on the stands today, but they actually give copious amounts of chances to new things to tell proper stories and to prove themselves. The Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, for example. There you go, George. Mm. Not only that, but they spend a lot of time groaning over terrible plotting and characterization from older comics as well. Yes, nostalgia sometimes plays a part in all of this, but I'd wager that this podcast never goes out of their way to praise something just for being old, except for JR. Zing! <laughs> and what this, can I say? I resemble that remark. <laughs> this has to be worth something. Yeah, sure, they might be curmudgeons for new characters and events, but that's just what happens when you know Marvel and the games they play to get people to buy books. These guys just know their stuff. It's almost encyclopedic when continuity is brought up and the characters are dissected in discussions. You can tell some of them have been reading this series for a really long time, and in portions of the podcast where they discuss those topics, it's really interesting. And as a fan of Spidey, I've learned a lot just by listening to the series. Also, some of the time, the podcast is really, truly funny without being offensive. I love the Stegron discussions, and sometimes Damn right. they're, they're riffing off of each other's goofy jokes leads to some really fun moments. I find myself laughing quite a bit when listening to this show. That all being said, uh, Spider-Man Crawlspace has been making strides to improve their podcast with varied content and by being more inclusive, and these things have started to take hold lately. So maybe they are a bunch of knuckleheads, but at least they know it and try to reach for something better every now and then. That's more than I can say with most comic podcasts. I still probably wouldn't listen to this around any of my comic reading friends <laughs> or family, but hopefully I'll be able to recommend it in time. Wow, we were going, we were, we were getting a positive glow, and then it just kind of fell off the boat. Didn't it? At the Can't end. bring us home to dinner. Oh, y'all. oh man! So, oh, yeah. what's, his, what's his name again? Uh, Irredeemable Ant Man. Irredeemable Ant Man. Nobody drove me to school when it was 90 degrees below. We had to walk buck naked to the 40 miles of snow. Worked in the coal mines 22 hours a day just for half a cent. Had to sell me or internal organs to pay the rent when I was your age. Okay. Nice, nice weird owl riff there. Thank you. <laughs> McNulty, that was, I'm impressed. That was now, good. So actually, I guess from this, it seems like you're really can't take home the mom. Is that right? Is that what you were saying? Oh, no. yes. <laughs> That's the impression I got. <laughs> In my day, we didn't have television. You just stared at the sun for hours and hours until your head burst into flames. <laughs> JR, uh, any comments on that re- review on iTunes before we... Um, uh, Wake up here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was his point? Old age. What was his point? He, he was like... He was calling uh, us uh, old. Is what he, was he called us old. He called us encyclopedic. He said we're funny. He said we're crass. We're rude. We should be and he South Park writers. We should be um, South Park <laughs> and Family Guy writers. Basically this is okay. This is this is this guy's. This is this guy, where this guy's coming from. All right. And we all yeah. know this person. Maybe it's a friend of a spouse. Maybe it's somebody in our family. You know that we don't see as often. Maybe it's a coworker. There's someone that we genuinely like. Right. Then when we're around people that we care about or that we're trying to make a good impression around, and then this person comes along, they're praying that person won't say a goddamn word. (laughs) Does that make sense? That's exactly who we are. Okay, I'm gonna. I I very rarely do this, but I'm gonna. uh, I liked this comment on our message board, 
and I wish it was an iTunes review, so I'm going to turn it into one. We had a uh, person for the first time from Argentina. Uh, Gruntok is his handle, and he, he had such a nice comment. I'm going to read this too. Quote, I can't say enough how much I enjoy the podcast as a whole. I've been blind for the past 20 years and a spider fan for life. Listening to the reviews is almost like sitting with the issue in front of me, adding to it all the fun that you guys add to them. I made my daughter into a webhead too. She's 14, and we spend great time together while she reads the issues out loud to her dad. Thanks, guys. Your site is amazing, spectacular, sensational web, Scarlet and PP. <laughs> so I just thought that was such a very nice comment from Gruntalk. Since, and since you brought that up, can I, can I say something? Yes, sir. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought because I, I've got something. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I was okay. just uh, commenting. I, I, when I read that, I didn't want it to get lost in our message board, which a lot of stuff tends to do. What was that guy's name again? Gruntok. Okay. He's only posted once from Argentina. I got a message from uh, – a, a private message uh, mm-hmm. from this week on the message boards, and I, and I told this guy I was going to say it on the podcast. Okay. And I and I so I actually I had saved it to the notes for today's episode. Uh, it was okay. from Nomad TLA seventy eight. Okay. And he had listened. He listens to Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I'm for Ashley. May not know what that is. Fight Club is one of the podcasts that we do where we focus on uh, oh. like a really cool uh, fight in Spidey's history. Yeah, I remember y'all talking about okay. that um before. Oh, the la- okay. All right. So. Okay. You know, so he, he he follows the fight clubs and everything, and, and he went back and he read, Brad, that uh, that big Claremont arc with Black Widow and Silver Samurai right. and Nick Fury. He did like an October or September or something. And, um, and you know, he, he, really, uh, he really enjoyed it. And he, he keeps, you know, he kept noticing the fact that you and I talk about this all the time. It's like Spider-Man just doesn't kick this kind of ass on his own anymore. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's a lot of times in, in a lot of these fights, he's marginalized and he barely gets in any of the action anymore. Mm-hmm. And action is his reward, Brad. You know, <laughs> so per the theme song. Yeah. But what, I wanted to share a quick note from what he said. He said, "Thanks okay. for all your work on the podcast. You're my favorite of the panelists." Ha <laughs> ha! Suck it, Jr. <laughs> well, that's one, George. <laughs> because you are not afraid to hate on things that make the character seem weak. So don't worry about what the iTunes reviews say. <laughs> Very nice. What a perfect segue, George. So his, his name is Thomas. He said, thanks, Thomas. So, Thomas, I, 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 I told him thank you, and I promised I was going to read that note on the podcast. Very nice. Very nice. Did I mention All that right. I'm his favorite panelist, by the way? Yes, okay. you did. And... <laughs> And George, uh, uh, let me move on. All right, <laughs> I was starting to think about Funyuns. Uh, we're s- starting off one with... for everybody, like we <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of the Family Guy reference where Spider-Man's on it and everybody gets one. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to bring it all around, uh, Spider News for the month of November, and uh, that happened. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man got canceled. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> the comic, right? Uh, it went. Uh, tell me, George. You and I review this show. Did it reach its conclusion? I mean, did they order sixty-five episodes or whatever it is, or did, did Disney say we're done? No, there's still there's go? still more episodes there that are left. But nowadays, three years for a comic book show or for your, you know for any kind of cartoon really, unless you're Phineas and Ferb, which right. and suddenly you're the all my you know all my children of uh, of, of cartoon <laughs> shows. Right. Um, 
th- that's a good run for a cartoon show these days. You're lucky if you get three seasons. So it's not it's not that unexpected. It's not that out of nowhere. Um, I, w- I do want to point this out though. And remember, Brad, how you and I have talked sometimes about Spider uh, Ultimate Spider Man. Well, number one, who you know who suffers the most from this? Drake Bell, because you know it, dude's, <laughs> dude's already bankrupt, right? We talked about this before, but yeah. we we've talked previously about this show and about how it's myopic aim, where it's just geared towards little kids, hurt mm-hmm. this show tremendously and hurt the appeal of this show. Yeah, if that's all you want to do is get little kids to watch it, you know, hey, there you go. But you've missed an opportunity to craft better stories, to to have story arcs, you know, well this one had story arcs, but you know what I mean, like better written, you know, a little more serious in tone where people would have bought that season after season on on DVD and it would have led to other things just like Batman. Because mm-hmm. think about it, Batman wasn't just 4 years of Batman and then they were done. Are you talking Batman the Animated yeah. Series from the 90s? Because okay, they yeah. did that. That's how you do a goddamn cartoon show, Jomo. Right. Okay. And and so you do that. I mean, like before that show was even over, before that that awesome fourth season, by the you know where they had remodeled some of the characters and the Joker got even oh god, even more evil. But mm-hmm. you know, even before that show ended, they had they had gone in, they had segued over to Superman show. Now that now Spider Man's already segued over to an Avenger show, mm-hmm. but. It didn't stop there. We went from Superman to the to two different runs on the JLA that were just right. dynamite. Only like four years of JLA <clears throat> stuff. So all total, right. and then when you lump in things like Teen Titans, which not everybody does, lump Teen Titans in with that. Uh, but then like Batman Beyond, I mean, because they took it more seriously and they said, well, yeah, it's going to be a little more work to write this stuff. But we mm-hmm. can do this, you know, because they took that time. They reaped benefits. I mean, my God, I mean, I, I know multiple people who have all that stuff on, on DVD or Blu-ray, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But this show, I mean, sure, are you, are you going to buy this on, on DVD, on uh, Blu-ray oh, or DVD? absolutely not. Oh, no, no. hell no. And we're, no. we're big Spider-Man dudes. If yeah. anybody should be buying this, it's us. But I look at this and I'm like, no, this is not going on myself. It, it, it'll be on Netflix, and that's good enough for yeah. me. <laughs> uh, Ashley, did you watch the show at all? Or I watched one episode, but uh, I'm very bitter towards that show because I hold yep. it responsible for the cancellation of the Spectacular Spider-Man, which is whoa! Much, you love that show too. I have it on uh, Blu-ray. Oh my god! Oh, that's I love that show. It's, it's perfection. You should listen to a couple past episodes. I interviewed Josh Keaton, the voice of Spider-Man, on that show. You'll, you'll love that. And Greg Weisman, the producer. Those are oh, actually, Greg Weisman's going to be in Atlanta in, uh, for Momocon this year, so I get to go see him. There you go. I'm excited. Go. Uh, what, what's, oh, it's, what is it, it? It's an anime convention. It's Momocon. It's getting pretty big. Yeah, I don't, okay. It's going to be in cool. May, so they'll have him and uh, I think a couple of the voice actors. Um, I can't remember. They have the, the guy who voiced the Green Goblin. He's going to be there. Okay. So, okay. You know what? Exciting. That reminds me, Ashley. You have a hobby, and I don't want to reveal it if you don't want to give it away. That you that you do at conventions. Oh yes. Um, something else that I do. I practice historical European martial arts. Hema for short. Shout out. Um, but it's essentially <laughs> um, fencing, but done through historical manuscripts. So essentially. Fighting with swords, you know, not not fencing cool. with the pays and you know and the getting the little tagging for the points, like you see on the Olympics, and you know kids will do in school. You know, 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 know
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing against them. It's still hard work. But it is That's cool. fighting with a long sword, um, uh, lances, spear, poleaxe, dagger, and learning all of that. And so we go and uh, we do... You could kick all of our asses. Yes, you could. <laughs> In other words, you like to draw blood. <laughs> yeah. Is it like well, yeah, so? I will. I'll, I'll settle for heavy bruising as well. So okay. And you dress in the full regalia as well, too. Uh, no, but we do have a segment of that. You know that does cover um, how to fight in full plate okay. armor. So it's something that That's comes cool. up. All right. Yeah. What about what about Ultimate Spider-Man that you did not like after that one episode? Uh, it just it just didn't have the same heart. It was just yeah. more of this, you know, fodder to. You know, get the kids and sell toys and uh, just not really, it it just never really taps into the heart of Peter Parker and Spider-Man and what makes all of it so important. And besides George and myself and Ashley with one episode, Mike or JR, did you see any episodes of this show? Far more than I should have. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. so not heartbroken. No, right? I'm not. I mean, I was one of those guys. I mean, being the optimist that I am, I'm thinking maybe this show will get better. Maybe it will get better next episode or next season. And no, <laughs> it just kind of kept going. George and I, I mean, they're, they're very drastic grades that we give that show. You yeah. know, when we do mm-hmm. that. Episode. Oh yeah, I've listened to a couple of you guys. Rated I mean, that. it's 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 when it's bad. It's anything real bad. With, with Ultimate Norman is a guaranteed F. Or the the recent Vulture episode. Oh, oh man! Oh, oh my that God! That might be the oh, worst well. Spider-Man cartoon I've yeah. ever seen. Worse than Video Man and Spider-Man. Yes, Amazing video, video Man was Doctor Doom compared to this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, Jr. Did you see any episodes of this show? I mean, it's been on Netflix and. Well, um, I first uh, it was on Disney XD, and we yeah. don't get Disney XD and. And I don't do Netflix uh, because that's just yeah. too modern for me. Um, I think I saw a couple episodes. I think they were on you. Weren't, weren't like a couple of them on YouTube at first. Um, yeah, or, yeah, I think so. Oh no, that's wait a minute. They were on Marvel Online or something. Like, right. Yes. That's and, when and that's where I saw them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. there, there was no. I mean, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was for uh, for kids who need Ritalin or something because it was <laughs> it moved way too fast for this old man. You know. Right. Hey, Brad, I, I do want to say yes, one sir. thing, though, because everybody's like, oh, you guys are so negative all the time. Um, I am looking forward to the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon cool. that they're doing, done by our good personal friend, Steve Wacker. <laughs> oh, um, but I, I am looking forward to that because from the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff that they actually had in Ultimate Spider-Man, that episode was not bad. That was, a, that was one of the better episodes that they did. I'm hoping that it takes a more... I don't want to say too serious of a term, but it, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy has to be fun. It has to have comedic elements in there. But there's there's comedic elements, and then there's the chibi crew. The chibis, yes. You know, yeah. there's there's too far, and then there's just right. And I hope Guardians gets it just right instead of going to the goofy route that uh, Ultimate Spider-Man went. Mm. All right, let's move on to another topic, Mike. You've got this one. There's not much to talk about because the image is very vague about everything ending. I think I just said the whole topic. <laughs> Mike, tell me, what is this? Well, um, well, I can try to extrapolate from this okay. seemingly uh, innocuous teaser. Um, <laughs> because remember all those uh, teasers that came out 
talking about summer of 2015 where you had this amazing Spider-Man renew your vows and the Civil War thing. You're like, what the heck is going on? Okay. Well, it turns out, as most people, I think, theorize, this is all tied to Marvel's upcoming brand new uh, revival of JR's favorite comic book event of all time, <laughs> Secret Wars. Yeah. And was it? And there was. And as it turns out, um, each one of, um, if you remember the um, the original Secret Wars, for those of you who've actually uh, read it. Uh, we have a character, we have something known as Be- the, the Beyonder. I think he, I mean, and you guys can correct me if I'm... Uh, or destroyed- we call him Bert Convy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bert Convy of space, basically. Um, he destroyed... Um, when lose or draw, yeah, yeah. He destroyed a galaxy and then rewove it and then took all the different planets from that and created and people in that galaxy to create something called Battleworld. Yes. And that's where the heroes, yeah. Okay, when the heroes and villains fought in this... Well, in this Secret Wars, there's a new battle world, except this okay. one is constructed from all the different realities of the Marvel Universe. And each okay. one of these realities has their own territory, in which the um, Spider-Man reunion vows is located in one of them. And they also got other, okay. and also they got other ones like, like they have, they even actually came out with, they have a map that Marvel released, which actually names the different territories, like, for example, one of them is called Greenland, which is the Planet Hulk Caesar mm. thing coming thing. And there's also an Age of Apocalypse one. Um, there's a thing called Spider Land, and then there's a thing where um, you know there's also another thing uh, for like um, New Quack City, which apparently is Duck World. Where so that's a Howard the Duck is coming back. Why don't again. they just call it Duck World? Why does it have to be New Quack City? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it puts an image in my head of Howard, you know, over another duck with a gun, saying, "Am I my brother's keeper?" <laughs> yeah, the thing I've thought all year. My God. Yeah. Well, How, Howard the Duck in New Jack City. Yeah, yes, that's but, awesome. Um, but they had that's awesome. But uh, but they had um, but the thing, interesting thing here is that they um, they label a section for Manhattan, which is a combination. When here, it's a combination of the six, the Marvel six one six, and the Ultimate Universe. So they're putting yeah. actually they're actually putting those two together for this event. So the question is: Is everything ending? Um, it, well, we reboot, what's your opinion? What's going on? What's happened is they're going to do what they're going to do with this. Is that since this is all supposed to be kind of like what they're probably going to do? Is that after Jonathan Hickman's incursion thing ends with oh uh, with the with I guess with the Earth Earth colliding? I think it's literally going to be the this one six and the ultimate Earth colliding to each other. We're the seekers, and I think what they're going to do, they're going to pull an age of what they did for the age of apocalypse, which is they're going to cancel a bunch of titles, and then they're going to have these new titles, which oh, like DC's doing with I that convergence thing. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. So we're going to have like the the married Spider-Man with the kid title. Yeah, I think have? that's what we're going to do, isn't and that'll last what four 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 issues. Secret Wars goes on, or which is like what? Um, oh, a year at least. Yeah, I think that's oh. what they're going to try to do with that. Okay. I mean, this is the dawning I, of the age of apocalypse. The yeah. age of apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's so. I think that's how. Do you like that idea, Mike? I don't know. I'm not because yeah. it because it, I mean there are certain ones that uh, based on some of these teasers that look interesting, like they have an X Men '92 one, yeah. which is supposed to be like the X Men of the uh, based off of the X Men cartoon, cartoon, which is like yeah. hmm, that'd be interesting. But and I'm kind of a little bit curious about the. The return of a married Spider-Man with a kid, 
but I'm not. But again, until we kind of get more uh, learn more about what this actually, and I'm kind of being a little bit apprehensive yeah. about it to see what exactly how they're going to pull this off. But yeah, let's open it up. What do you guys think of everything ending? Do you like a reboot? Do you like all these alternate worlds for six months? What? Yeah. <laughs> it seems JR, gimmicky. You, uh, yeah. Oh, Marvel's nothing but gimmick. Oh, You're yeah. gonna be just fine around here, actually. <laughs> uh, Jr., what's your thoughts? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I'll just sound like a cranky old fart again, but uh, too late. All it, yeah. I mean, I, I would just like to read like Amazing Spider-Man for a while. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean, right. what, what does this mean? Does this mean there's not going to be an, an amazing Spider-Man as we know it? It's going to be, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd, of course, I would rather read a mar- about a married Spider-Man with a kid. But, you know, th- this is just, you know, perpetually disruptive. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it just, it just hard to stay with it anymore. I mean, it's, you know, what, what, you know, he's dead for a couple, he's dead for a year. And rumor has it he's going to go off the grid again for a year. And, you know, it's... Um, you know, it's just hard to develop any kind of consistency in, you know, just reading or, or trying to enjoy a title. Yeah, true. Yeah. Seems it does like interrupt a, everything. Well, I'm sorry, what, actually? Yeah, it seems like a cheap way to get out of writing anything substantial with any development as far as plotting characters. So it's just... It's, it's today's it's, maximum it's a distraction. Is that what you're saying? Today's maximum carnage is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, in, in so many... In so many uh, no doubt. No, it's just, All right. I, I don't know, Brad. I mean, what do you, what yeah. do you think about it? Well, I'm excited because of my love of the 1980s Secret Wars, so that's got me excited. Yeah, but that's going to look nothing like, like I that. I know. Um, I'm kind of liking Spider-Verse, but the emphasis, again, is taken off of Spider-Man after nine, ten issues. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I want a totally rebooted Marvel Universe. I like the continuity. I like the history of it. All I know is Secret Wars is going to be just convoluted as all get it. With based on mm-hmm. how they're because yeah. we've got multiple versions of different of because we have dealing with multiple versions of Spider Man with Spider Verse here you're getting multiple versions of everybody in the same and with, oh. with Jonathan Hickman I'm not really uh, I like some of his stuff other stuff is just con- so confusing mm-hmm. his, recent, his recent Avengers run is very confusing his Fantastic Four was deep and it was enjoyable but I understood that this Avengers stuff is all over oh, yeah, the place. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you have been reading his run for a while, even you're you're just kind of almost lost in the weeds because you're like, okay, because yeah. they're referring to stuff and from issues back, and you got to go. Eh. Yeah. So I hope it's a straightforward story. You don't need to read 15 different titles mm-hmm. to understand it. But that's probably what's you know. Happen. It's funny that you bring that up about um about Hickman? yeah about Hickman because remember recently when I talked to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was on if it was on it was during news or if it was during message board questions or if it was on a fight club. Right. Avengers is becoming impenetrable. Just like just X-Men like X-Men from the 90s. just like exactly yeah. like X-Men did in the 90s. I agree. It's it's getting so dense and so bloated yeah. that it's getting impossible to follow. Mm-hmm. And I agree. you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, whatever sells books, but at the same time, I'm like, it's not. I'm, I'm not reading it. I mean, I'm like, what? Where would I even start? And then as soon as I start, they're going to reboot it. Uh, maybe maybe that's why they renumber it. So there's your starting point. Issue one, yeah. Avengers, volume which, 15, number yeah, one. Yeah, which one? Exactly. <laughs> which Avengers <laughs> Who number knows? one? Who knows? You know? Yeah, no doubt. Screw that. 
Got it. All right, we're going to go to a weird topic. This is yours, Ashley. Woo. <laughs> Sony, Sony is possibly making an Ant May movie made headlines. Tell me about this. Who, who's begging for an Ant May movie besides Uncle Ben? Well, everyone. <laughs> Who like, wouldn't? What, but, uh, <laughs> are you Ant May like you're saying Ant Man? Who wants an Ant May? Maybe that's what the movie will tell us. Ant-Man. <laughs> secretly Ant-Man. I don't know. <laughs> so anyways, rumor has it that, you know, Sony yeah. has in the works a movie not featuring Spider-Man, but instead featuring Ant-May. Because, you know, those are the questions that everyone wants answered, you know. <laughs> and uh, I think the, the, the rumor plot was that it was like, oh, what if Ant-May was a spy? And what did she do in her life before oh. you know she met Uncle Ben I suppose is what they'd be going for and you know how is she I don't know tangled up in her own little spider web but who was she before <laughs> she you know came to raise Peter Parker which I mean fair enough but I, I really disagree with the whole it's like oh let's make them you know, let's have this character just be a, a spy it, it feels very cartoony yeah um and going from there, it's very cartoony, and it, it takes yeah. away from just who she's really supposed to be, which is this sweet old lady who instilled, you know, some a very solid set of values of hard work and kindness into Peter. So it's just a cash grab to keep the licenses. Basically, it sounds like they're throwing ideas against the wall. Will Aunt May get him yeah. in the into the movie theater? I mean, probably not. But um, no. I did actually do and um, explore this a little further. It looks like some represent a representative from Sony came out and said that it was just you know hogwash. It was just rumors and it was ridiculous, and that something this kind of thing was not um, in the works. So right. hopefully that's going to be the final word on it. Yeah, because nobody wants that. <laughs> no. Jr., are you rushing out to a Aunt May movie? <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, she is in my age uh, uh, demographic, is. you know. I mean, uh, but uh, I, you know, at, at this point in time, uh, I don't believe anything that supposedly is coming out of Sony. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder, you know, uh, one, if it really is coming out of Sony, I think they're just messing with us. You know, I, I don't I don't really take any of this stuff seriously. And and I've seen enough. Um, if, if you've spent any time on the Internet, I mean, a lot of yeah. stuff gets presented as news, um, right. particular, well, particularly in the entertainment world. And uh, so I I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't, uh, you know, going any grayer than I already am over this. Well, how many rumors have we had of where the franchise is going between Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 3 and now? We've got, what, Sinister Six. We've got the, the all-female team-up movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've got, what's another one? I'm, Ven I'm, 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 Ven Venom. Well, yeah. we, Venom. we know what they want to do. Yeah. What's that? What they're actually going to get to do may turn out to be a completely different thing. What do they want to do? They want to turn this into, into their own Avengers. They don't have clue one as how to do it, and and their friend and what they have, the pocket that they have, is not big enough to do that. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's <clears throat> true. All right, let's see. Let's keep going with the uh, the Sony talk. Uh, George, you've got this one. They got hacked. Poor Sony. <laughs> Poor Sony. You know, I mean, th this hacking thing. Uh, it's funny. Are you from? 
you know, I've mentioned this before that I play uh, MMOs. For those of you who don't know what MMOs are, who don't or aren't in com- into computer gaming, those are massively multiplayer online games. Things like World of Warcraft, okay, yeah. things like that. And I play a lot of these. Um, I recently played one this past summer called Wildstar, and the night Wildstar launched, you couldn't get in to play it because hackers had launched a, uh, a denial of service attack on it, so that. Nothing. It was bombarding their their um, their servers with requests, so nobody could get in and do anything. Mm-hmm. So hacking and and these kinds of cyber attacks, you know, they're just they're becoming more and more common, especially towards big things. Just uh, a couple of nights ago, earlier this week, I was watching uh, old Star Trek stuff through. Uh, in fact, it was Space Heat. It was one with Khan. Uh, oh, nice. I was uh, I was watching that on Xbox Live on Netflix, and then suddenly it just stopped. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I've had connectivity issues before sometimes, very rarely with the Xbox. And I'm like, oh, well, what the hell? So I pull up the Roku to finish the episode, you know, on, on the Roku Netflix. And then I go online the next day and I see where there was a massive attack on Xbox, on Microsoft servers, that took Xbox Live down. Hmm. So Sony now is the most recent victim of this. And Sony, you know, Sony's already got its problems. You know, I mean, they've only got <clears throat> a couple of franchises, only one of which they really make – they make more money from Spider-Man than they do James Bond because James Bond, there's a, there's a lot more partners in it than, there, than, than, mm-hmm. than Spider-Man. Right. And so that's really – you know, Spider-Man is, is just their big moneymaker, and they're, they're just flailing. I mean, they – all the other studios that look at them like, like they're this mom-and-pop store. You know, like Warner Brothers is Walmart. You know, and and Sony is uh, is the five and dime is Mots. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I'll oh, go ahead. Okay, so to to get right to it, I mean, because I can tell you're getting antsy, aren't you? You like to shut up and tell me. <laughs> was that what you were about to do? Well, I, I was. You were talking about how they're talking about it, but the, the that was revealed in these documents that were revealed. Well, part of what it is is yeah. revealed in this in these documents, not not necessarily their their talk, but. Different talk of sequels. I'll put it that way, and I'll and I'll read and I'll read here what it's what it's going to say in a minute. Okay. But you know we've gone over this before. Sony wants to do this. They want to do that. They want to do this. Spider Man Two, Amazing Spider Man Two, did not make enough money for them to do these things. And every movie that they're making in the new rebooted franchise is losing the money. Every Spider Man since Spider Man Three, which was the top grossing Spidey film, has lost money now. I don't say lost money. That's that's the wrong term to use. Has made less money. Has has returned less of a profit. So diminishing returns. Diminish, with diminishing these returns. It's like right. I often use uh, that thing from The Hobbit. You know, where when Bilbo says, "I feel like butter scraped over too much bread." That's what Spider Man is right now in the picture. <laughs> All right. So spider butter. Anyway, spider so butter. so hackers hit Sony this week, and yeah. and uh, apparently got a hold of some movies that haven't even been released to now that are floating around the internet, and I'm like, our. Why are people stupid enough to keep an entire film on the internet that hasn't even come out? What what <laughs> what genius had Sony thought? You know this movie that we've got that uh, it's coming out that we're praying makes a lot of money. Let's put that on a server somewhere. <laughs> Why is that even necessary? I don't get that at all. So anyway, no. but they, it's gone further than this now. Not only did they get that, they got actors, producers, directors. People who – there's over like – I think like 40,000, 44,000 from what I read today. Like 44,000 different social security numbers. 
Oh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone's included. Oh, my that. God. You know, so they're getting all this stuff. But part of what they got was basically all the emails ever sent by Sony ever <laughs> <laughs> internally. And, uh, and Gawker posted a few choice tidbits mm-hmm. without naming names. But here's one internal Sony email that talks about Spider-Man and their woes with Spider-Man, all right? And I'm, yeah. I'm going to read this verbatim. Are you aware that Men in Black 3 may grow $600 million at the box office and yet will lose money for Sony Pictures Entertainment? Shouldn't we question that strategy? Why are some studios making Hunger Games, Harry Potter, Twilight, and we are considering movies like Moneyball, Steve Jobs, Captain Phillips, Evil Knievel? Are you aware... Are you aware, sir, that Sony Pictures Entertainment only has one franchise, Spider-Man? Un, there, there's no hyphen. He, no, he, he didn't hyphen it, it either. <laughs> he didn't hyphenate it, nor put a capital M on it. And I hope whoever Epic, this was that's got... That's why you fail, Sony. Hope, that's why you fail. I hope whoever this was got fired, and I'll point that out in a minute. <laughs> Yet it took five years to generate a sequel. Spidey 3 was released in summer 2007, number 4 in 2012. Nuh-uh, no. There was not a Spider-Man number 4, so go F yourself. <laughs> you know, you don't get to say that Amazing Spider-Man was Spidey number four. <laughs> anyway. Well, these are just numbers to him anyway. He keeps going. Don't Harry Potters come out over every two to three years? Are you aware that Sony Pictures Entertainment only has one franchise, Spidey? Yeah, we waited five years after Spidey 3 in 2007 to release number four. Again, go F yourself. That's me. This guy. <laughs> Have you read the SEC annual report? Disney will make $300 million on Spidey merchandise this year alone. We won't. And that, again, that may have been – when this guy says, are you aware that Men in Black 3 may grow $600 million? So this is several years ago. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to get to that, the license, the, 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 how much money Disney's going to make with Spider-Man. We'll get to that later on. But that's also, that's also far, far more than it is now. So – so how can a movie make $600 million and lose money is my question. Because, and I've explained this a billion times, and I'm going to explain it again for, for everyone who's, who's following along at home in their own programs. <laughs> well, remember, remember, George, the guy who asked you to explain it yet again is not the sharpest crayon in the box, and therefore his wife <laughs> is a Batman villain. I know, right? Oh. I know, yeah. So, actually, these are all inside joke insults. All right, <laughs> I'll start taking notes. <laughs> Number one, you have to remember the fact that Sony, out of all the movie studio, well, all of all the major studios, is the poorest. All right, yeah. does not have a lot of cash on hand. It's not China like Warner Brothers, who or, or no, pardon me, Disney. Disney has all the money on freaking Earth, all the money <laughs> in your wallet right now. In some way, Disney owns that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, box is basically at this point. So, yeah. all right. Now, you could take like look at look at uh, an Avengers movie, right? Which grosses over a billion dollars. Disney's swimming in loot. Bob yeah. Iger lights his cigars every day with million dollar bills. <laughs> all right. Now, now Spider Man Two made I think like seven hundred and twenty something million. Okay, but it took more to produce. It took more to make it than it does a lot of other superhero movies. So, number one, automatically, the return that Sony gets on that is not as big. You mean Amazing Spider-Man 2, right? Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay, got it. It's not as big. Now, each new Spider-Man movie that they make is making less money than the one that came before it. Again, we talk about diminishing returns. That points to the fact that this franchise, people, people have fatigue from it. Much like comic book readers suffer event fatigue, 
box office goers yeah. who are even more finicky, you know, even more finicky now with things like on demand and Netflix, right? They're even more finicky, and and, and they're getting fatigued from it, you know. So it, it's do you funny. think there? Do you think there would be more fatigue if they didn't wait five years well, between Spider-Man Three and Amazing? Let me finish my my original train of thought here because you asked me how how <laughs> this was a poor performer. Okay, go ahead. Now they wanted Spider-Man to make a billion dollars. They wanted yes. this latest Spider-Man movie with the god-awful writing and that silly-ass Electro <laughs> to make a billion dollars. They wanted it to be Avengers big, and they, they actually thought it was going to be that. Yeah. But it didn't. It made $700 million, which is still a good showing, but it did not make them enough money for them to spend on the other things that they wanted to try to generate more revenue. Venom, Sinister Six, stuff like that. So yeah. they can announce shit all the live-long day. <laughs> you know, they can come out tomorrow and say, Aunt May, screw it, Mayday Parker's getting the movie. <laughs> you know, I would actually be on board with that. But, actually, I would too, actually. <laughs> More than Aunt May. But, you know, they can announce shit all they want to. Whether or not they get to actually make it is a different thing because they po. They got, they got no money, honey. They poe. Po. Okay. <laughs> okay, to, now answer my other question. Would we have fatigue even worse... If Spider-Man, uh, the, the next movie, number four, was released uh, sooner than five years after the third one. Um, it would have it been confusing for people. Because moviegoers don't read news every day like, like a lot of us do. Like, Brad, you go through news aggregators, what, a few t- several times a day. I get an email every day from Google right? with... What what's online with Spider Man? I'm always I mean that's you know, yeah. like if I'm at home, I mean I'm you know, I'm either uh filling out job applications and sending out resumes or I'm reading news, right? And all kinds yeah. of news. Entertainment news, uh, you know, politics, global affairs, economy everything. Right. Now moviegoer, your typical moviegoer doesn't do that. Your typical moviegoer that's like, Oh, there's a new Spider Man movie is gonna be confused as hell. If he goes to see Spider-Man, what he thinks is Spider-Man 4, just like a Sony executive, <laughs> he goes to see Amazing Spider-Man and is like, why is Uncle, ben, al- you know, why is Uncle ben alive? <laughs> why is this happening and why is, why is that? You know, Where's I mean, Mary Jane? They're going to be confused. <laughs> yeah, where the hell is Mary Jane? Why is yeah. Gwen Stacy back in high school when he met her in college in the last movie? What the hell? WTF, Sony, is what they're going to say. So you needed a little bit of cushion. Now, here's, here's the double-edged sword. Here's the catch-22, Brad. Okay. And this executive is right in the fact that why are we waiting so long for sequels? But the problem is is that they didn't, number, they didn't have two sequels to the original Amazing Spider-Man franchise. They started a different franchise yeah. with the Spider-Man stuff. And, and people haven't liked it as much as – or moviegoers haven't liked it as much as they liked the Raimi stuff, which was more popular. Now mm-hmm. – so on, on the one hand, you've got – and again, I, I point to, to Spidey fatigue on the one mm-hmm. hand. But on the other hand, this is, this is what makes money for Sony. They don't have a choice but to yeah. try to crank out more movies, and they're trying it's, – it's, it's such an uphill battle for them. Every mm-hmm. day at Sony, it must be like rearranging the chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's open it up to the panel. Any thoughts before we move on to the next one? No? Well, I mean, it's a, All right. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, now, next time, Brad, you ask me, I don't understand how a movie that makes $700 million can, can, <laughs> can be... I'm going to slap you in the face. 
<laughs> well, you're gonna have to drive a long way. Well, we know I'm weather. coming to see for Avengers two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Avengers two, if I hear it, if I hear it again between now and May. Oh, actually, I don't think the listeners know this. George has said that uh, in May where he's going to drive up to Missouri and we're going to go see Avengers two together. We're so going to go to the Butter oh. Bar. The Butter Bar. I have a theater in town, Ashley, that uh, provides multiple different types of butter. And really? sprinkles on top of your popcorn. And when I said that on Facebook, George was like, oh, don't give a damn. I'm coming up several hundred miles for a butter bar. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you sound like Lo- Foghorn Leghorn, George. But, uh, <laughs> Is that how I come across to you, Joe? <laughs> I, I, I said, son. Now, boy, I said, boy, listen here. I, I said, boy. <laughs> Is that how I come across to you? Maybe just a little bit. You know, uh, I don't know why you look, hate me. You secretly hate me. I don't really, but I'm going to give you another topic. The, uh, let's keep with let, let's keep with the. Uh, Wait a minute! You didn't get more. Read, uh, did anyone else have anything to say? You didn't even stop. You they, didn't pause. We said no, it was I did. Celebratory. Oh, okay. and we moved on. Yeah, right. and we, then we talked We're about moving butter. On. George, We're moving on. <laughs> uh, George, talk about talk about licensing. Uh, you you wrote an article on the front page about uh, Spider-Man licensing. I did, boy, Spidey movies. Um. And it's we, it, this is a good segue because we just talked yeah. about how that internal e- email from several years ago. Right. That's why I gave you two in a row. The guy was like, "Have you <laughs> have you read the SEC annual report? Disney will make three hundred million dollars on Spidey merchandise this year alone. We won't." Now here's the thing, though. That was several years ago. Let's look at how Spidey's doing today <laughs> compared to everybody else. Because damn. Uh, the, and the Hollywood Reporter ran this, so it's not clickbait. It's the Hollywood Reporter, you know. Right. Uh, and. They they looked at how much money different superheroes or different groups of superheroes pull in and compared them. And so so basically, what is a superhero's total worth? All right, now, and that's licensing, that's film, that's um, that's uh, and licensing according you know, toys and all you know, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. t-shirts, you know, t-shirts, Spider-Man hoodies, t-shirts, lunchbox, yeah. what have you, action figures, everything. All right, this is how profitable all these superheroes are. All right, so I want to re- I'm just going to read this from uh, directly from the Hollywood Reporter. And I'm reading this off of my iPad so I, it's nice and bright and I can see it. <laughs> On October 15th, Warner CEO Kevin Sujihara said that if he can close the current gap by half, the studio would earn an additional 150 million a year in profits. How big is the gap? Now, remember Warner's owns DC. Right. Uh, how big is the gap? And this is the gap between DC and Marvel, by the way. In May, License Global plays Disney first among licensors. No shit. Really? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, with sales of about $41 billion in 2013. Man. I want to repeat that. Just from licensing, Gosh. Disney made $41 billion last year. That's like all Disney Princess. That's, that's Star Wars, too. Isn't Disney it? Yeah, off and form its own country. <laughs> it, could. Well, it could, yeah, exactly. It could. Okay, okay. we'll call it Mouse Mouse Land. Or Warners, like that. Warners. Now keep in mind, <laughs> it'd be part of Secret Wars, basically. There you go. It could be a battle world. This is what this is why Disney's been crazy with acquiring stuff because this, Disney was smart, smart as shit. Four billion dollars for everything Marvel was peanuts. Yep, it was That's peanuts lunch. I mean, this is, this is what happens. Disney has gotten to that place of monopoly where you are buying hotels on goddamn everywhere. <laughs> Everyone else is trying, is praying that they hit on the three, two or three spots, even jail for F's sake. That you don't Dis- own Disney you. owns jail, yes. <laughs> goddamn hotel or multiple hotels. You know what I mean? uh, 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 Disney Disney oh owns my. all the hotels right now. All right. Yeah. So that's true. The license. Okay. So Warner was seventh with six billion. Six 
billion versus 41. Warner Brothers has the Justice League, Superman, freaking Batman. Disney, though, has all the Marvel stuff, but they also have freaking Star Wars. And princesses. They also have, yes, they also have every princess film ever made. I mean, it's staggering. The amount of money, that's crazy. That's crazy money, Brad. $41 billion in one year? In one year! In one year, dude. Any, yeah. As the article goes on. Both have strong properties. The licensing letter listed Marvel's Spider-Man. Global retail sales at $1.3 billion. Yeah. And Avengers at $325 million in 2013. That was last year. Compared with DC's Batman at $494 million. And Superman at $277 million. So what does that tell us? It tells us that Batman does more merchandise and licensing than the Avengers does. Which actually mm-hmm. kind of surprised me. But I'm glad, Batman, I, I am too. I'm glad Batman's got some kind of ray of sunshine there. Mm-hmm. And Superman at $277 million is less popular in merchandising than the Avengers is. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man has 1.3 billion. That's that's more. That's almost twice as much as the other two com- as the as yeah, Batman yeah, and Superman combined. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's crazy money. And I, I, I mean, I thought uh, at least with the Avengers movies, etc., Spider-Man's popularity was going down, but uh, I, not in 2013. Well, here's the thing, though, Brad, and, and, yeah. and we, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do not like what's happening with Spider-Man in the comic at all right now. Well, I, I, mm-hmm. I, we'll, we'll get to that a little later. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> That's the next show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a lot of issues yeah. with how they've handled Spidey over the last several years. That is just one tiny piece now. But this is like the lowest earning thing on the, on the totem pole for Spider-Man stuff. But here's the thing. The appeal of Spider-Man in general, Spider-Man clothes, <clears throat> Spider-Man whatever, you know – if you want to go and look at virtual gifts on the internet, for example, you know, I mean, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, the character is still very strong and gaining steam, which is funny. <coughs> Pardon me, because on the way end, you have a you have a character who's becoming more and more popular, but on the other hand, the movies are underperforming. Yeah, they can't get the movies yeah. right. All right, um, let's let we haven't heard from Jr. Let's uh, give you a topic. This one just kind of touched my heart, Jr. Oh. This is such a sweet story about a father that passed away and he wrote his own obituary. Tell me a bit about this one. This is so sweet. So I gave it to you, Jr. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, trust trust me, I'm truly grateful for that. Um, I don't know how to approach this, to be honest. Um, yeah. Basically, what this is, is this young man, and I can say he's young, 35, that's young to me, um, apparently was stricken with a a brain tumor, and um, which obviously claimed his life. Uh, But what he did was he obviously had a unique sense of humor, because he wove his his real-life obituary with uh, Spider-Man references. And essentially yep. said that he was Spider-Man. And you'd have to read it yourself to, to see how it works. I'm not going to be able to do it justice. Uh, but basically he said that he died from the radioactive spider bite, with, which gave him cancer and turned him into Spider-Man. Um, and and it, like I said, it weaves, uh, you know, kind of what he did in real life. And uh, then, you know, his... <laughs> His, he's survived by his first wife, Gwen Stefani, and his current yeah. wife, Nora, <laughs> um, which that, that was that was rather amusing. 
yeah. but um, so you know, the, obviously this 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 fellow was a uh, you know huge comic book fan. I mean, and he said that his son, his son, I guess, is a is I don't even know the, the boy's a toddler. He'll grow up to avenge his father's untimely death. Brad liked that one. That one just kind of. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he said he he uh, lost his battle to the villain cancer, and his yep. son will avenge his death. And I'm like, oh my god, that got me. That got oh, me. Man, that was so sweet. And I mean, his uh, his wife didn't the, did you see the video that the, yeah that posted yeah, his, yeah. Uh, yeah basically it yeah. looks like what happened was I mean they were already together and had probably had this child and they he got his diagnosis and so they decided to hurry up and get married. I guess they you know within two weeks. Uh, yeah. Went ahead and got so married, sweet. and uh, now she's working on. And he, I think, literally just passed away a couple of days ago, two or three days ago. Yeah. Or, or that was I think his late, funeral was a few days ago. Yeah, right. Uh, I think late November. Yeah. yeah. And his wife is uh, producing a documentary, uh, and they had a um, fundraising campaign to, to raise money to uh, pay his hospice bills and uh, and things of that nature. So uh, uh, it's I don't know. It's it, it's it's to me, though, when I see something like this, to me, mm-hmm. it just shows um, the futility of the medical profession and the futility of faith, both of which obviously mm-hmm. fail. And, uh, you know, so it's, um, you know, it's it, in a way, I suppose it's, it's, it's a sweet story, but it's also a discouraging story as well, because whatever this guy did, you know, I mean, for those who are for those who try to find, you know, there are people who will weave this into some sort of, you know, they'll try to convince you that an invisible guy upstairs, this is all part of his master plan. Well, if there is an invisible guy upstairs, he's one arbitrary and capricious bastard. Um, yeah. And uh, I think this this story is uh, is a perfect example of that. So Merry Christmas, Jr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I I've Let's open it up to the cancer. It's a, it's a yeah. It's it's horrible. Brutal. It's, it's absolutely horrible. Ugly thing. And I'll never. Yeah. I will, I'll never. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's something I'll never forget. <clears throat> and I'll never forget. Um. And uh, I like I said. You know. I mean. You saw this guy. I mean. He he had. A, it looked like a horseshoe was stamped on his head because they had to cut yeah. his skull open. Mm-hmm. You know. And then of course they say, Oh yeah, we think we got it. Yeah yeah. Well bullshit. You got it. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. It's it's um it's it's a sad story. It's a sad story. Let's, let's let's open it up to the panel. Did you? Uh, I was just moved by that line where his son's going to avenge his death. Did you get? What did you guys think of this? Uh, now, if, if I remember correctly, wasn't they yeah. met online? It was exchanging Twitter feeds back and forth initially. Right. Yeah. And he spotted her in a restaurant or something. Yeah. And he came up. And you're so and so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it's uh, a just a sweet love story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think. That, that, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I was just saying also about the story. I think it's an interesting um, way way that how this guy approached. Because I mean, he obviously knew he was going to die. Because we got brain tumor. Everything. I'm not sure what stage it was, but it's just the fact that it's also interesting in the way how he how he approached his death and how he still kind of would maintain a sense of humor, though mm-hmm. even you know even throughout. Even though, yeah, it's tragic, and the fact that he did die so young, died so young, but the fact that he was kind of almost in a way, is almost kind of, you know, it didn't think he would be, you know, there's not a necessary, he was kind of facing almost head on a little bit, I think. And so there's something, I think there was something, there is a, this is also, I think, in some ways, there's like some courage out this story where he's able to right. mm-hmm. kind of come to terms with his own mortality in a way, even though, even though technically probably 
with cancer and stuff, it probably should have ha- it shouldn't have happened in this. Ashley, any thoughts when you read Uh, it? Yeah, just going off what Mike was saying, I I do feel like there is a bit of a a triumph to be had in it, in that, you know, yes, it is very tragic, and, you know, he he knew he was going to die, but in doing this, it gave him a bit of control over um, his his fate there, just not not fate's too strong a word, but just over the rest of his life, when I imagine if you're diagnosed with, you know, any kind of terminal illness, you feel very, um, you know, like you don't have control. So, um... I mean, I can't say personally what he experienced, but I hope it, you know, gave him some sense of control back. And also to people, you know, outside of his immediate social circle who knew him personally, this is something he could be remembered for. Yes, that guy who went out as Spider-Man. So that's Mm -hmm. That's cool. More than most of us can ask for. Yeah. George, any uh, quick thoughts before we move on to the next couple topics? Uh no, well, no. There's one. Yeah. There's one question I had. You know, just because I, right. you know, I, 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 you know, I'll observe something and I'll read something. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. How does this mesh up with this? But I don't want to do that for this guy. I mean, okay. there's, there, there's a question <laughs> I, I was asking about. Like, how do you do that if this is? But then I was like, no, stop. This, you know, this was a sweet thing this guy did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, uh, tell me about spider gloves. Okay. Scientists have created spider gloves. Yes. Now, you folks, I'm sure, may, well, Ashley wasn't here, but I'm sure the rest of the panel, you remember that little story I did about how the Pentagon was doing research to replicate Spider-Man's powers? It was one of you the most... Vac- you got to wear a vacuum cleaner on your yeah, back. It was one of the most awesome discussions we've ever had. On the, <laughs> the $200,000 vacuum cleaner and how they were... And, how, and I seem to remember you guys were a little bit skeptical and guffawing a bit about... Yeah, I don't, I don't want to wear a Hoover on my back to climb a wall. I'm not, think, I'm not skeptical where, where, uh, where DARPA is involved, man. I mean, <laughs> those guys what are the, like... What the, or, or the thing with the cardboard ninja stars with the fire sense suit. Yeah. So the, they've co- gone back to the drawing board and improved the design. Well, right? technically no, because this thing has been in research for quite a few years. What they were trying to do was they were trying to develop a fabric... Uh, that would replicate the skin and scales of geckos. Okay, because as you know, geckos have this ability, you know, spiders, it was, well, geckos as well as spiders have a kind of ability to kind of cling to, to, to walls. Well, some guy by um, uh, the name of Elliot Hawks and his research team of mechanical Stanford University have made a some sort of uh, some gloves out of this synthetic material, which, yes, does allow you crawl. However, there are a couple of drawbacks. Granted, you have to crawl up these walls very, very slowly, basically, because, you know, human body, these goes in spiders and stuff. Also, it has to be a smooth surface, like glass. It can't be, like glass. It can't be any kind of ridges and stuff, because it has to be an even surface. And if it rains, well... You're kind of screwed uh, because the gloves can't the gloves can't get wet, and also they get. Spider-Man has the same problem. Yeah, he can't much, really yeah. climb slick walls. You know. Yeah, and so also you have to. Get, and also these gloves apparently because of the because of the way the stick the fa- the uh, fabric and the, um, the the adhesive on them can get really kind of get kind of grimy and a little bit dirty. So you but you can kind of clean them with like scotch tape and stuff. So but they build up residue. <laughs> You know, like you know those little lint, like those little lint things, like those little, like those little lint, you know, roller brushes things. It's kind of one of those. None of this will help me fight crime. 
Well, no, probably not. But you could, but it probably help you wash windows easier. Um, hold on, Green Goblin. I got to get my Febreze and clean my gloves. It's going to make me wash windows easier. When if these things get wet, I'm going to fall down to my doom. <laughs> I don't know. You're screwed, man. Probably pretty much. Yeah. Um, they're trying to. Um, well, anyway, they're try- they'll. The idea, of course, is that the. Um, Apparently, but apparently, it goes there's also a video showing this guy is able to, and it's going into the specifications of how this thing works and stuff. It's only about like maybe a minute, and it's showing you how he showed the guy climbing up the wall and showing all the different, you know, what the pattern, close of the pattern is and everything. Um, and the thing is that they've been, um, they also have a quote from one of the other, I guess, another, uh, I guess, who was trying to develop their own. Um, Gexkin gloves and everything. She says that this is a really big deal. I've been dreaming about this for 15 years since we first discovered the mechanism that makes geckos stick to walls. And this is proof that we finally understood it well enough to make a person climb a building. Now, here's here's my question. Yeah. Now, flying would be a good superpower to have. Mm -hmm. Now, web slinging, maybe. Yeah. Uh, But why don't we just take the stairs? Why do we need to climb walls? Well, the, the other thing, the, the other application is, too, is that they, they not necessarily, you can use this on, on basically exploratory robots. Because the idea of having this, if the robots are coated with this synthetic material, they can, able, they can easier clo- if they go over um, other surfaces that, you know, that they otherwise wouldn't be o- able to. Maybe with. other planets? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because this, okay. this same design team um, years earlier developed something called sticky bots, which are, they... <laughs> Which yeah, we're basically coated with some with the different kind of <laughs> sounds like a post-it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I want to welcome our new sticky bot overlords. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, sticky that's, bots. That's basically. What I think I ordered that at the pizza place once. You ever had sticky bots? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, so that's. But yes, apparently so. If you wanted to try to use this for military applications too, because when they're trying to scale, like doing any kind of. You know, That's what I want. I want wall crawling assassin commandos. Pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> I want Navy yeah. SEALs with the ability to scale a building just with their hands and, and feet if they have to. Yeah. <laughs> these are, these are rope. Yeah. yeah. Rope is rope. Yeah. That's right. Wait, rope is so we five minutes ago. So 20th century. Oh. That's absolutely. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good job, Mike. Uh, JR? Yes. I, I gave you this one because you hate Secret Wars. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm kind of excited about this. You aren't. Go ahead. Tell me <laughs> something. Something old is, is new again. Tell me a bit about this. Well, first of all, you're <laughs> quite presumptuous, quite presumptuous there by assuming that I wouldn't be excited. But, but still, uh, probably right because I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're getting away from the uh, uh, the obvious fun that we all have with with this. Um, if, if you remember, I mean. Wh- uh, well, obviously, Secret Wars was created to sell toys. Uh, it was back. a mercenary exercise from the very <laughs> beginning. And a mercenary rather than artistic exercise. And that gave us Spider-Man kicking the crap out of the X-Men, which is one of the best moments in comics history. And one of the best suits of all time. <laughs> and, and, and then you also had another 11 and three-quarters issue of people sitting around introducing each other. So... <laughs> And oh, more so than me, Doctor Doom. But anyway, uh, two panels, two panels. <laughs> Jr. hates the two whole thing panels from issue panels. one, and he uses that to to talk about the, to describe the entire twelve issue series. Oh, oh, and what was the what, what, what was Ben was Ben Grimm doing patty cake with somebody? 
<laughs> can you no. feel, I'm pushing a pin into my voodoo doll right now. <laughs> yeah, and let's forget about Doctor Doom taking on the Beyonder and stuff and actually winning, but, you know, we'll just... Well, actually, I know you're a new yeah, reader. And, Have and you ever Sp- Spider-Man walking into a, a room full of alien technology, not having a clue how any of it worked, you know, <laughs> and, you know, he, just, he watches his little black turd come out and say, oh, cool, you know, costume. <laughs> Ashley, I know you're a new reader. Have you ever read the 1980s Secret Wars? Not in its entirety, no. Okay. I remember reading read some the events around it, but uh, have never you, actually. Have you, have you read the one where Spider-Man kicks the shit out of the X-Men? No, no. <laughs> Secret Wars like number three. Yes. Number three. Number, okay. Number three. That's George's favorite that. He, he uses one page to justify an it entire one page. It wasn't one page, sir. It wasn't one page. It was three pages. Number oh, one, no. number two, go f yourself. Number three, you're a <laughs> monster. Uh, oh my god! Anyway, the toys are coming back. Good God, people! Uh, well, this is the topic. Tell me what happened. The toys are coming back, Jr. Take me there. Actually, actually, these are are mutated radioactive uh, versions of them, or you know, as as our dear friend Spidey Dude would say, you know, all twelve inches of them. Uh, but, <laughs> Now, anyway, getting getting back to the, the, the whole original thing with Secret Wars was again Mattel came to Marvel and said we want to sell toys. Why don't you know here? You know we'll give you a name and everything, and we'll sell toys, and you create something dull and vacuous to back it up. But anyway, there was there was there was a line of Secret Wars toys, and um, they were they were actually pretty cool looking, and and it was this line of toys that first introduced us to the toy. Uh, I think it was the first black-suited Spider-Man toy. Yep. And if you saw that, I mean, and I had one. I mean, I, I saw one at, at Toys R Us, you know, uh, back, you know, back in the day. And I said, "Oh man, this this is this is seriously cool. I gotta have this shit." Um, Did you take it out of the box? And yeah, unfortunately, I took it out. Like bo- what, thirty-eight, thirty-nine back then? <laughs> <laughs> in eighty-four. But, count- but but who's counting? Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, you know, I said, "Screw that! Screw that new set of false teeth. I need. I gotta have this." Uh, <laughs> This black suited Spider Man, um, but it was it was cool and and I looked for and uh, I guess Brad shares the same thing. I looked forever for a hobgoblin because even oh, though never, you ever hob- find it, never found one. Me neither. Even though hobgoblin no. and Daredevil and I think this what Falcon, there were a handful of them that were weren't even in the Secret Wars uh, <clears throat> series, but they were still produced as toys. But anyway, um, so what's happening now is this this firm called Gentle Giant is taking these. Uh, original uh, action figures and producing uh, 12-inch versions of them, uh, and the spider, the black-suited Spider-Man one looks actually looked pretty cool. Unfortunately, uh, the price will uh, uh, is not very cool. The price uh, is the middle finger. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's, I mean, that just what? ninety dollars <laughs> for this figure. I mean, what it was he three four made bucks? Of? I mean, is it paint? Is it like gold with you know black paint on it or something? I mean, what's it's made of that notebook he stole from the Beyonder? <laughs> it's only got what like six joints. Total. Yeah. yeah. But oh, you got six joints to but pay. You got oh, six plus engineering. But don't forget, guys, <laughs> if you get if you you get a FOMO code for twenty bucks off. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. real bargain there. Dollars is I'm still gawking at seventy dollars. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe thirty. Well, compare it's cheaper compared to the original Secret Wars action figures. Well, you know yeah, that still Legends, the Marvel Legends are twenty twenty five dollars each. Oh, I know. Yeah, but six inch toys. Mm-hmm. 
I ever yeah. pay and, 20 and bucks for an action figure, it better come to life and kill my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, they've got a link here to what the Hobgoblin figure looks like. And, and I didn't realize, I mean, I, I, it would have looked cool, I suppose, as a, as a small three to four inch action figure. But I mean, if this, if, if you see this thing, I mean, holy cow, you know, I mean, he's got this huge, um, he's got this huge torso. And he's got these thick legs and basically nothing in the middle holding them up. I mean, there's a joke there somewhere, Jr. I mean, I, I, I obviously he he has no intention of reproducing because. Are you saying Barbie's not going to be satisfied by the Hobgoblin 12 inch? I think he's talking about all the act figures actually. Right there. He's got the hips of Barbie, doesn't he? Barbie has a really small. Well, hips. Barbie hangs around Ken, so I mean, and you know that Ken is not very masculine, so Barbie's probably got some issues too. I regret everything you know? that has brought us to this point. <laughs> We're talking about twelve-inch full-size action figure dongs, <laughs> or lack thereof. Welcome to the show, Ashley. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, this is. I see no problems. I love this thing. It's so. It's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's kick-ass. It's good. It's because it's because you have a soul and you like things that are cool. Unlike I like it because it's so not cool. You misunderstand me. Well, I mean, I, I here here's my deal, Jr. You could buy a mint on card 1980s actual action figure for ninety dollars. You know, why would you want to get a 12 inch re- reproduction? Well. I, well <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> is, it, is it free if it's not here in 30 minutes, Julie? Listen to the way you sell it, Jomo. My God. <laughs> you know, if it were, I mean, you, but we've, we've seen, I mean, oh boy, I was about to say, and if you have an erection for longer than four hours, but anyway, call I'll be you in the parking lot. Oh. Good night, everybody. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. But, but no, I mean, we, we've seen, we've seen stuff uh, that, you know, I mean, yeah, it's overpriced. But it's it's much. There's much more detail. There's much more texture. There's you know. There's more articulation. I mean, this is. I I, I really am befu- I mean, I really am befuddled by what they're selling these for. I really. Am. Well, it's it's aiming at 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 us kids of the eighties. Right. Is what it's aiming at, and with disposable incomes, because they they did this with Star Wars toys. Most too. most of us kids yeah. of the eighties are saving up for their kids' college and sixty dollars <laughs> on gas every time they go in. I was, I was about to say, well, wait a minute, I wasn't a kid of the 80s, though, but uh, I was about to say, I, I, was around, I was around in the 80s, and I, I, ain't got, a, I got a kid in school, and uh, I, I, ain't got any money to, I ain't got the money to spend on this. I, if it was really in the $30 range, I probably would, just for the nostalgia that I have for the figures, but there's no way. There's no way. We kind of put this in perspective a little bit. Are any of y'all familiar with the, uh, the uh, Cult of Wakia figures, the Marvel Vishojo line? Hmm. Oh, they're like anime Marvel stuff. Yeah, and they're really okay. nice sculpts, and they have you know, they're really great oh, statues. I, but I, I know what you're talking about. It's, yeah, it's mainly it's mainly girls. It's mainly females. yeah, yeah. It's just the okay, females, yeah. just the women. Those run mm-hmm. for about sixty dollars when they come out. It's crazy. And this is ninety dollars. Wow. That blows me away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those, those are actually like statues, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah, very detailed. Very, you know, a lot of attention put into just the color, the texture, the um, the the, the details, and, and not yeah, just this, uh, 
you know. This is totally going for the, the nostalgia. Yeah, it's factor. exactly. They're almost like using these identical mold, except bigger is for these. It seems like that's right. yeah. mm-hmm. now if they sold these as almost a rich size or something like this, and maybe that I don't know because you know, but I mean, we, uh, with the, nine, uh, with oh, the holographic shield things that changed a little bit too. Oh yeah, I always thought those were cheesy. Yeah, yeah but that's part of the Secret Wars charm, Brad. Uh, I, I, I Ninety dollars for twelve inch action figure and by god it better come to life and tell me how to make lead how to make gold from lead <laughs> yeah it better share with well, me dark secrets of alchemy well it better, 90 dollars well, you'll find out well it better have, <laughs> well, it would, no yeah. doubt yeah before we wrap up the news section george i wasn't able to find any ditko news this month you weren't looking hard However, enough brad I guess not. Tell me some Ditko news, sir. All right. Uh, today, oh, sorry, Ditko news. Yes, today on Ditko news <laughs> comes the official confirmation from Marvel, not the confirmation that came a couple of weeks earlier from, um, from oh, it got every news, so I think Variety broke it first, that Benedict Cumberbatch is officially Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. which, of course, was created by Stanley and... Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko. Ditko, yes. So, uh, yeah, happy with that casting. I am. I am happy with the casting. I like Cumber. Uh, Ashley, are, do you watch uh, Sherlock? Uh, no, but uh, I'm familiar with some of Cumberbatch's other roles. Just, um, I think uh, Star Trek was what I, I know him from. So. Okay. Now you're now you're speaking JR's language. He, his other love is Star Trek. Um, <laughs> classic Star Trek. Classic Star Trek. Yeah. Ooh, well. I have yet to catch up. I apologize. <laughs> All right, so so Cumberbatch is going to be Doctor Strange, and in a different shift of news, and again, this is kind of Spidey related because it's Ditko, and because you know, I mean, how many times does Spidey and Doctor Strange team up? I mean, a lot. Yeah. You know, they're buddies, and um, but no, uh, they're going. They originally said they weren't going to do an origin story. Remember, Brad? Right. But now they are. Oh, really? Yeah. Now they're going to. In fact, I, uh, from what I remembered from uh, reading from uh, what I think it might have been Kevin Feige from Marvel was saying that they're going to deal with like him and the car crash and how he got his powers after yes. you know he his hands anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so they're going to go ahead and and do that. And um, so I'm excited about this. I mean, I, I've made no bones about the fact that Doctor Strange is my is my next favorite Marvel character. My next favorite superhero, aside from Spider-Man, is probably Batman. But Doctor Strange, when it comes to Marvel, is Spider-Man, and then it goes to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, it just just so happens this just into the girl space newsroom. I have more Ditko news. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. Hang on now. Okay, go Brad, ahead. Sorry. What do you think? And Jr. What do you think of the of the Ditko news? Oh, I I'm I'm very happy. I, I think if this is, I mean, Doctor Strange has never been a particularly favorite character of mine uh, because I'm just I'm just not into the it's the magic kind of stuff, but. The combination of of Cumberbatch and you know and the success Marvels. I mean, if they do it right, I mean th- th- this could this could be a, a real serious kick ass motion picture. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, if they do it right, if they mishandle it, it could be awful. But uh, but this has potential to be something. I mean, this has potential to be something really good, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, you happy? I get, I'm happy. Um, yeah, I am too. I mean, I can tell. I mean, I can see Cumberbatch playing Stephen Strange easy. And what I would really like for a Doctor Strange movie, if they excuse could get, me, his his what? Stephen Strange. Stephen Stephen Strange is his real is Doctor Strange's real name. Stephen Strange, and then he said easy. 
Oh, okay. I, I can, totally yeah, I can, so I can easily say, I can easily. Oh, Stephen Strange easily. Yes, okay, that's right. what you said. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm the old guy who's I'm not I'm supposed to be weird. able to hear well, okay? Yeah. I thought he was. No, you, you don't need to be spending $90 on, on Super Zero <laughs> Wars action figures. You yeah, need to be investing in some hearing aids. That sounds like a 70s music producer, you know? This track that was just produced by Stephen Strange easy. Like a cousin of Bob Guccione. <laughs> but, oh my god! But I was well, going to add. Yeah, oh, but I was going to add is that what they would like. I mean, visually too, you could easily try to get because I mean because the because the Doctor Strange comics were just had this weird psychedelic vibe to them. Oh yeah, and so you, and so you could be I mean, that's easily with the today's technology. You could easily do something that really kind of gives a little bit of a, a trip ability to it or something. There's really kind of captured that that kind of that old feel a little bit. If it, you know, especially if you're dealing with Mac and and mysticism and different different dimensions and other you know limbo and the nightmare realm and or or Dormandu's play realm or stuff, all the kinds dark, of stuff. The dark dimension. Yep. Yep. Ashley excited about Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Um, not so much just because I'm like it's not who I wanted, but um, what did you want? I can. What? I don't know. <laughs> Not Cumberbatch. If I could choose, yeah, I, I think I mentioned this before. It'd be Aiden Gillen from Game of Thrones, but I knew that was never going to happen, anyways. But mm, I, I think I would have preferred someone less um, who was less of a big name, and then who had less of a kind of cult following behind him. Someone fresher, just more of a new face. Because I don't. When I see celebrities in movies, it really takes me takes me out of it, and so I, I really wanted to get immersed in Doctor Strange, and I was really excited to just... What was the other actor that was up that, that turned it down? Uh, oh, God. Joaquin Phoenix, I think, was in consideration, wasn't Joaquin he? Phoenix, that's right. Yeah, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix didn't want to work in front of a green screen. <laughs> yeah, uh, He's not going to work anytime soon. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, but I mean, my God, so many names were bandied about at different points, including Jared Leto, who just became the Joker in Suicide Squad. So, yeah. um, but uh, no, Brad, it's it's not going to be our, our our number one choice. Was uh, Missouri's own John Hamm? Yes, I, I I think John Hamm would be. Awesome. I think he would have kicked ass, but I also think Benedict Cumberbatch is going to kick ass. Let me read this real quick. Other Ditko news. I, I'm a member of the Ditko Mania Facebook page. And uh, a guy by the name of Brian wrote Steve Ditko a letter. By the way, I have yet to write my Steve Ditko letter. Uh, he asked Steve about his literature influences and what, and if he believed in UFOs or extraterrestrial life. <laughs> and Mr. Steve Ditko wrote him back. He goes, Dear Brian, what in- <laughs> I'm not making this up. What inspires one person won't necessarily inspire another person. Even twins have some different likes and dislikes. I don't keep records of inspirations, etc. I've read some science fiction, astronomy, geology, history, psychology, philosophy, and novels, etc. I do not believe in UFOs, the irrational, not uh, inane, extraterrestrial life, and fantasies, superstitions, ghosts, etc., etc. That's an interesting drawing. I can't give you tips. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you would want to... uh, Uh, I can't read what that says. For what end, goal, what you're trying to show, and who, what kind of effect, mood, etc. you want to create. You have to learn to be the judge of what you're doing, why, and not to copy or imitate others. Regards, Steve Dipko. 
I would love to sit down with Ditko. Oh God! And just talk for an hour, and just just watch the way he observes the rest of the world. Oh, I know, dude. Be oh my Lord! I mean, it just just deceived. The, the, he is so brutally honest, without being yeah. a dick. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I want to see him on like uh, like American Idol or something. <laughs> Trying to tell someone it's not your fault that you can't sing. You're just it's it's physical. You don't have the the cords to reproduce it totally. But it was a good effort. But I can't give you any tips. I mean, you know, I mean, on the one hand, you're like, oh, I can't get mad about that. The guy's like, well, you're limited by your genes. Steve Ditko on American Idol. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right.